Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Hazy Sessions, episode five. Um, we're back, um, just me and Johan. Um, hopefully you guys really enjoyed our last podcast uh, with great uh, Sean Owens. Um, little brewer, owner of a brewery, Speaking Bird Brew House, uh, coming to Pullman, Washington. And yeah, just a really great episode. We'll probably tune in, uh, I mean, not tune in, but um, talk about that a little later. Um, we're going to hop right into this thing and uh, really start explaining the first beer we have today. And today we have uh, double dry hop pseudo sue. So there's multiple of them. But anyways, we have the double dry hop pseudo sue from Toppling Goliath Brewing Co., right out of Decorah, Iowa. Um, we already had done some things with uh, Toppling Goliath uh, early on, um, I think in our second podcast, I believe. Um, but yeah, so Toppling Goliath um, out of Decorah, Iowa. Shout out my home state. Um, boom, boom, boom. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Johan's porn. That's why you haven't heard his voice yet because we kind of didn't time that out right. Um, but nah. Anyways, um, yeah, here we go. We're about to start this thing up. Uh, this is a, a 5.8er um, ABV. Uh, it's a double dry hop pale ale um, showcasing citra hops with a well-balanced, uh, delicate body. And I won't explain the rest. That way we can fully understand this thing. But, yeah, some citra hops, and let's get it. I'm a sucker for citra hops, so I'm ready for this. Yeah, no, he really is. Definitely smell the the citrus coming out the top. I like the, it's a very, very refreshing aroma I'm getting yeah, from it. Definitely a refreshing, hey, it's summer, welcome. Um, it's getting there, warmer <laughs> days, longer days. That's what this is speaking to me as, but no, smells really good. Uh, definitely a tropical scent in there, some type of citrus scent. Did you say, that, were there any other uh, fruits in there or no? I didn't say, you know me, I never like to say them all. Oh, that's um, fair. But let's that's get fair. it. A lot. It was a bit more bitter than I was expecting. It yeah, to be. definitely, definitely. But it is it is that mild bitterness. Yeah. So, so it's it's nothing like too crazy, you know, on bitterness scale, but definitely a lot more uh, bitter bitterness in it than I thought. Yeah, especially being a five point eight percent, it kind of has it kind of has like a session IPA bitterness to it, where it's kind of like lighter, but still has that. At least what I enjoy, that kind of a bit of bitterness there at the end. So, honestly, first sip, great. Aroma, great. Kind of crushable, to tell you the truth. Yeah, it doesn't, definitely has that crushable sense to it. Um, overall, yeah, I mean, enjoying it thus far, a sip in. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, definitely, though, I was going to say, I was sorry, I was taking a photo of it. Um so we can tag our peoples. Uh, but anyways, I was going to say that the mouthfeel on it is kind of like a, like a, like a, a chalky. You get that? Like not like dry, I guess dry, but like, yeah, crisp. It's yeah, definitely like crisp, crisp, but like, I guess I kind of, I, I know what you're saying with the, with the kind of the chalkiness to it. Like if you give your little, like your tongue, tongue rub on the roof of your mouth, it's something I do all the time. Good but technique. It, yeah, it has like a little little something to it. I don't See know you. if that's anything anyone else does, but something I kind of do sometimes just to get a full mouthfeel ex- explanation. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I definitely know what you're going at there. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I tried to like, I took a wine class my last semester and I, 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 uh, they always tell you to like, to kind of like, let it like go around your mouth and kind of like go off your tongue and stuff. I try to do that sometimes just to see like, sometimes it'll hit different taste buds and stuff like that. Because there are different taste buds, you know, there's different sections that have the different, whatchamacallit, whatever. Taste buds? <laughs> taste buds, but the, taste buds can't be the scientific name. Oh, well, it's probably a really long yeah, name, so but I'm anyways, not going to try that. Um, yeah. Uh, but it has that little, like, mouthfeel to it, but definitely, um, the a hazy, hazy color to it, you can't, can't really, I guess... No, I Cloudy. Don't. I mean, it's a little hazy. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what pale ales are, though. Yeah. You know, they're they're different from blondes in the sense that blondes are they have that like really like golden color. While while pale ales have like a nice like haze to it, cloudy, foggy. Yeah, you know, you can't really see through it, and yeah, it kind of has a a little dry, but a little. You know, what? I'm gonna go back on what I said before. I think it's a little bit creamy, just like a little bit. Yeah, and I can I can see that. Um, any any fruits you can pick up? Any not, fruit flavors? Not really, to tell you the truth. Uh, apart from citrus, is the only one I can really pick up. To tell you the truth, I can't really I can't really pick up on anything else. So you, you you were good on that. Um, um, what, were, what were the hops? Fierce fierce aroma of citrus. Yeah, is got a, that is for explanation sure. Explanation on it. Um, but there's also mango, which. Really. Which maybe is what gives that creamy, because some mango mango can have that kind of like a yeah, cream to it. Yeah. So maybe that's where that pulls in at a little bit. Yeah, I guess since I wasn't really like. I guess it says aroma, so maybe not. But anyways. Yeah, I did not really get like too many exotic fruits. I don't I don't really smell that mango to it, but definitely something citrus. But I guess I kind of do. Yeah. A little bit. Well, I know you have some. You have an exciting trip back home coming up here, Dal. Yeah, um, heading back home. We're, we're getting a little break here uh, with obviously school finishing up this semester. Um, get a little time off, uh, so I'm gonna head back to Iowa. I think I talked about it a slight bit in the last podcast. Um, Iowa, Minnesota. Stopping in Minnesota first for six days, I believe. Um, gonna head up there May first. Um, so if anyone's tuning into this from Minnesota. Um, hopefully modest brewing um <laughs> i'm gonna head over to modest brewing uh junkyard um and then a couple other uh, my uncle a couple other breweries my uncle knows some people there so go talk to them chat it up you know show them the hazy sessions because um, they modest has liked our page obviously yeah. i think junkyard commented something Toppling goliath too. is giving us some love too on yeah so those are both minnesota ones um and then i'll hit some other ones i don't know if we have any we might have one more other meat. I mean, Minnesota place. Um, but no, Toppling Goliath, which is what we're drinking now, is in Iowa. Yeah. Um, I only have four days in Iowa. One little weekend, so I'm going to try to make it to Decorah. Um, but I think Decorah might be two-ish hours or so. So we'll see. Um, it'd be nice to visit Toppling Goliath just since I've been drinking a lot of their stuff. And I'm gonna, I'm going to try to... I'll pay for your Uber fare if you go to Adventures because I need you to tell me how more Ooh, than suitable so on, on tap is. So that's Bettendorf. Yeah. Which is not close. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe I I'll pay for a Greyhound. <laughs> Decora, Decora might be north. Yeah. 
I, I, it's been a while since I've been yeah. to know my geography of Iowa. Decor is north, I believe, and then Bettendorf is west. Okay, west or south? I don't, I don't know. Anyways, but I don't, I don't. I think they're going opposite ways. I think I'm in the middle somewhere, but no. So hopefully, at some point, I'll go back to Iowa and I can get some more than suitable because that's that was so great from Adventures Brewing out that's of Bettendorf, Iowa. Um, but no, it'd be. It'd be nice to go see Toppling Goliath. There's a, also a couple other ones, Lion Bridge and Clockwork, I believe, okay. um, that are in Cedar Rapids. Okay. Where I'm from, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, that are supposed to be pretty good. I've seen a lot of people go there. I always got to support the local guys, too. Yeah, especially in the town. It's easy. I'm going to be um, just downtown. Yeah. I'm going to stay in the Airbnb. It's easier to navigate, get around and stuff. So down our. Decent size. It's like Spokane. For those um, that don't know, Spokane's what eighty, a thousand, a hundred thousand. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like sixty to eighty something. Like yeah, that. yeah, mid size. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what Iowa's like um, downtown a little bit. So I'll be staying down there, hit a couple of the food spaces, hit a couple breweries, hang out, have fun, meet some friends. Um, my girlfriend's coming with. I guess I can mention that. Yeah, been trying to get her into the. Um, brewery scene you know getting into it but there's always a, a few guest ciders on tap yeah um you might have to look out for some local ciders too yeah but she definitely likes she definitely like likes not full sours but more than a mix of like tart ales and sours so in that okay. that mix big fan of the great notion so hopefully we can find some stuff for her yeah otherwise ciders will probably be on tap or something like that yeah um but yeah so that's iowa coming up be, nice. be pretty fun. Uh, I only go back like maybe once or twice a year, not too often. I mean, it's a tough trip, especially with like the school schedule and mm-hmm. especially where we're at and little little Pullman. Yeah, it's, uh, travel options can sometimes be a little hard. Drive to Spokane, drive to Lewiston, which is rarely they don't do much. No, Lewiston. they don't do a whole lot more than what. It's just Salt Pullman Lake does. is Salt Lake is a big Lewiston one, and then if you know people from the West Side, catch a ride. But yeah. It's it's harder to get out of town quick here. Yeah, now that you bring up Great Notion, um, a uh, a a beer that Dallas and I picked up today, just for our our, our personal consumption, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm really excited about. Shout out Noshies. Shout out Noshies, as always. Uh, it was uh, it was for, it was Fort George, and they collaborated with Great Notion, which is a good find you had because you read it and you gave me a little nudge. I was like, we got to get this. Yeah, because for me, that's really cool because. Great Notion is such a, such a, like, almost like an, ex, it's just like a different, I wouldn't even say, like, experimental, but just a different kind of brewery mm-hmm. and the flavors that they go for. They're very exotic fruit-oriented. Like, really pro- progressive, like, is it? Yeah. Would that? Pro- almost cut, cutting edge. Yeah. Cutting Which, edge and brewing. Around here that we've seen and tried, obviously, yeah. there's a lot of other ones that we've heard about out there, but... From what we've tried, they're definitely yeah, progressive in absolutely. what they do and really diving into a, yeah, using fresh fruits and produce and stuff. I love it. I think yeah. it's so sweet. And then you have another brewery in Fort George out of Astoria, Oregon, who another fantastic brewery. They're, they're really good. If you're ever in the Oregon or Portland area or Astoria area, uh, I think that's around the coast, um, check them out. They are just a really solid they do 
they do the good style, like the state, like the like the classic styles. They do them really well. You've had them a couple of times, just being over and like. I have. I've never been to the brewery, unfortunately. But you've had it probably in uh, when you go over to Corvallis. Yeah, I, I, they. It? I mean, also the Oregon. When you go to the supermarket in Oregon, the craft beer selection is nuts. It is so yeah. good because mm-hmm. Oregon itself. I mean, Corvallis is about an hour and a half from Portland. And Portland has insanely good, um, insanely good at breweries. So all those people, they try to distribute regionally, and you can find most of that stuff in in, in supermarkets and stuff like that at a, you know Fred Meyer or a Target or a, yeah Target or Safeway or something like that. So I'm always there, 15 minutes. You know, I got to shop quickly and then just give myself a good 15, 20 minutes just to look on Untapped and look at the hops that's in everything and. Just, just examining everything. You were saying that the other day. You feel bad for your uh, girlfriend when she has to go to the store with you. Yeah, because I always apologize so much, and we went to like a liquor store too, and I just couldn't decide, so I had to ask like a clerk to help me out. He gave me a great, he gave me a great suggestion, but I was just kind of like, man, this indecisiveness is really. <laughs> I haven't, and I haven't, uh, I haven't spent too much time around Paige with my new. She's been over back home in the Tri Cities, but I haven't spent. Sh- Spent much time with Paige with uh, the new um, craft beer hobby I'm in. So mm-hmm. we haven't gone to the store yet. Um, but her dad really loves craft beer. Um, we've had a couple of the, um, I guess, like local bigger name, bigger name or like big, Tri-Cities? Bi- big brand type of breweries from around here. So we've had No Lie. No Lie's good. Um, we've had No Lie. Bale Breaker, obviously. Bale Breaker. Uh, Elysian. I think we've had an Elysian. Um, we've had a couple. We we've tried we tried a few different ones. Yeah, did a lot of fat tire for a while. The fat tire solid. Um, did some shock tops. I mean, like shock top for me was the first beer I had where I was like, I didn't really know you like through like, like or, like actually like oranges and like yeah. stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. They were the fr- they're they're one of if one of the bigger like craft beer type. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'd consider the ones that were like style. the, I think they were like the bigger brand craft beers that some people like are on the edge of considering them. Yeah, they're on. The, I agree. Yeah, yeah kind of like Shock Top, like Blue Moon stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard though because you know it is a business. Yeah, you know, the, and the, it, the goal. I, I guess I shouldn't say the goal. Uh, I mean, everybody. There's has some a, people that are like, all I want, all I'm here is f- for the money. Yeah. So, and I mean, when you have a fantastic product and you can distributed around the world and around the country so you know millions and millions of people can enjoy it i mean mm-hmm. that in itself is really self-fulfilling i yeah. mean that's a, a dream for a lot of people yeah. i mean what an awesome experience you go to you know you start off in california and you go to germany on vacation and you go to a supermarket and your yeah. ipa is there which is really cool yeah um and then we can jump back and compare it to Great Notion. Yeah. Which is completely different. Very exclusive. Very, very exclusive the way they do, especially their new ones. A lot of them yeah. sell out like that day mm-hmm. in store or when you order on their app. But it's crazy because they pride themselves in the exclusivity like of how they distribute their beer. They have, uh, just seen on their Instagram though, they're so they're getting big into like shipping now because I know a lot of, I know a lot of brewing companies, especially had to with, yeah, obviously had to, but I know like a lot of, you know, I was looking at like in the East coast, like, like, you know, my buddies over there, they, they have an, really a, an insane selection to go mm-hmm. to breweries over there and I want to try them out and they only, they only do it around like new England really. Mm-hmm. So then I've seen on Instagram and stuff for great notion, 
they're opening up their shipping. They just did it to Vermont, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. D.C., Virginia. I don't know. Virginia I think that someone just did Kentucky or something. Yeah, just something that. like that. And I'm like, that is like, I'd want to know the process of that because I wonder if you have to, because I know you can't like ship alcohol without like a license, I'm pretty sure, or like a permit of some sort. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you have to go like individually, like state by state to try to do that, which must be a real pain. So, but just seeing that, that they're so exclusive, but still willing to, to ship out like all over the country. I think that's, it's cool. And I think it's a cool way to spread local flavors and local, just, yeah, local flavors really to mm-hmm. different parts of the country. Cause what you, you get, get a great notion, you don't, it, I don't, I'm not sure, but like great notion is such a specific and unique taste and style. They, 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 their, uh, material and stuff, they thrive for local, exactly. local produce, like the coffee. Mm-hmm. It was from local roasters. And then I believe all their fruit, um, is something that someone, at least they used to, like, I know, uh, go and actually look at the fruit fields, like wherever they were, the fruit farms and pick from those places. Yeah. Which is awesome because you're not everything you can, you can see it just in the different hops, how they yeah. grow in different places differently. Yeah. And it's the same for, um, what, what fruit blueberries I think we've had in the great notion, a couple other fruits that are yeah. obviously going to taste different from Oregon compared to wherever maple syrup, maple you know, syrup, I think they had like passion. I'm not sure how how low passion, the passion fruit. fruit is. <laughs> that might be. A yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know about that Northwest. one. <laughs> um, don't know how it grows. Blah blah blah. But no, it's it's crazy where there's the different um, styles of distribution. Yeah, and yeah, just the distribution I think is cool, and I think it's something that for craft brewers I think is starting to is starting to like explode now a little bit, especially like during the pandemic as well, and you know, the consumption because like alcohol sales on premise obviously has taken a hit mm-hmm. for a lot of restaurants, a lot of Depending bars, on state, all that. Yeah. Well, everyone, obviously. everyone at the very beginning. But yeah. Obviously it was a total shutdown, but yeah. like you saw that, like it was still Sean talked about it too. Like for the, for the, um, for the brewing companies that had their, that had their, uh, canning operation are all set and already had their distribution set. They were, they were still fine because people were still willing to, to get the beer from their craft yeah. brewers because they still wanted that. But then you look at other, you look at other, um, breweries that might not have been as lucky with the, uh, with the operating systems and the canning lines that they had, they, they really took a dip and they really suffered. So just seeing breweries really, take that next step into their business plans and their distribution plans is just, it's really nice to see like the businesses and really the small craft community adapt like that. Yeah. And well, it sucks for some craft beers. I mean, craft breweries that can't, yeah, they didn't really, they couldn't do the canning line and stuff. Cause obviously it's, it's expensive. Um, so it's a whole operation. They have to figure out a different way. But Sean was saying there was one in California where there was a mobile canning line that they yeah. just come to your place. So that's a great benefit. Yeah. Um, to the situation going on. But what ringing off of that of like small, like startup craft breweries or like smaller transition from home brew to trying to open up a small little tap room or something brewery. Um, <clears throat> I forget. Now I'm going to blank. Forget what company it was. Um, but they just completely like went under. A brewing company? No, uh, um, 
uh, equipment. I should have. I didn't explain all the way. Equipment. Uh, equipment seller. So equipment manufacturer for a brewery. They went. They went completely under, and people paid like five thousand to get um, this piece of equipment that they needed to start brewing, or they spent twenty thousand on a a new barrel system of some sort, or and they went under, and everyone was just left dry. That's awful. And all these smaller craft um, breweries were just like it, you can find it on Reddit. It was on I forget what Reddit page, and Sean was telling me about it. Um, but they just went under. That's awful. Yeah, and I was I was sitting there like, holy crap. Imagine that. Like, you just made it out of the pandemic in this business. You just put whatever funds, whatever loans you took out or yeah. whatever, however you got your money to buy ready these. To, ready to hit it on And the you next forked time. it over for maybe your last equipment you needed to open up. Yeah. And it just, they went under. Awful. That is horrible. I forget who it was, but yeah. That's a shame. So I don't know what's going to happen there, but obviously it's going to be a whole mess. Yeah. But it's somewhere I'll have to look it up and explain it. Well, more, hopefully hopefully they can bounce back and hopefully <coughs> they're able to get equipment from otherwise and, and keep her also awful for the for the company. Yeah. That's uh, that's awful to hear. Yeah. It's um, a hard it's a hard time right now, but Absolutely. Not not fun. Well, um we need to give a rating. <laughs> we do need to hop back to Iowa. Um, no pun intended. What are we feeling? What, what are you thinking? Let's take a, let's maybe take another sip. Yeah. Let it dwell for a second. Yeah. Dwell. <laughs> um, I really like how Sean in the, in the last episode was talking about like beers opening up a little bit over yeah. time. I think this beer pseudo Sue, I think it opens up in a way that it kind of, some of the bitterness goes away and it kind of almost gets easier to drink them the, like as like over time almost. Yeah. It's still, it was I, still enjoyable from the beginning, but you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and give this rating. I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with a, a, a four. I think it's a really nice pale ale. I think it's like, I think it kind of knocks a lot of the criteria that I enjoy. It has mm-hmm. like the citrus, like the fruit feel to it. Nice mouth feel crisp, refreshing, and it just has like a, a couple of those. It's almost like trying. It's almost like wanting to be like an IPA. And I might be totally wrong. And hopefully, I didn't offend anyone to toppling Goliath that that was totally what they're going against for. But that's yeah. just kind of how I'm feeling. The taste is kind of going. Yeah, and I was. I'm definitely going to say that after the. We let this one sit for a while. It's been like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. I I can definitely see how it kind of opened up in a way. If that's how you explain it for this, um, but it definitely had the a little transition that. Change the f- flavor profile a little bit more. Yeah. It's more mild. It mild down a little bit. Not as, it's a, definitely smoother. Yeah. No, I agree. So I'm, I'm sticking with my four. I think it's a solid four. And I was going to go with a four, three, seven, five range in that area. Okay. So I'm, you know, Iowa, shout out Iowa. Yeah. I'm always. going four. All right. So. I like that rating. Another really good one. I definitely, if I make it to Toppling Goliath, um, Goliath. <laughs> You'll Word. notice sometimes Dallas can't speak. Words are um, hard. Jeez. Da- <laughs> <laughs> I almost explained something in third part, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but toppling Goliath, um, I'm hoping to make it there is what I was talking about um, because there's a normal pseudo Sioux. Yeah. So it's not double dry hop. Yeah. Then there's a King Sioux. Um, and then there might be one other one, but there's m- multiple variations of this. Yeah. So it'd be nice to 
experience those and see what what flavor profiles stay the same, what what are a little different. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah, really uh good beer. Solid beer. And uh something I want to bring up from uh from my, my co host here who is interested in can design and whatnot. There's a there's a big old T Rex on this can. And I don't know. <laughs> Where does that play in? I was gonna ask that. I was also just gonna ask what you thought about dinosaurs to tell what's, you. What's pseudo mean again? Oh shoot. It's probably something I look up, it I look sounds up. familiar. I've heard pseudo before. Pseudo. A pseudonym, right? Is that the same? Pseudo is not genuine, spurious, or sham. Hmm. What does pseudo mean? False, something like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe Sue isn't a real one. Maybe it's maybe it's shots taken at Sue. Yeah, Sue must be the dinosaur. <laughs> maybe Sue is the dinosaur. That would make the most sense. I don't know where Sue came from or who Sue is, but I guess we should have done some background knowledge. But anyways, there is a dinosaur on the can. Um, and there's a designer dinosaur on all the different cans. So King Sue is, a like gr- green and purple one on their other can. Okay. Um, but I don't know what Sue means. It's, I don't know, but anyways, dinosaurs, uh, what were you saying about those? I was just going to ask kind of like, I don't know if I've ever asked a person this question, but it's kind of making me interested now. Do you have a favorite dinosaur? Ooh. Back in the day, I definitely had a favorite dinosaur. I was definitely kind of when that mo- that movie Dinosaur came out. Remember that one movie Dinosaur? It was like a back in shoot. I don't know how long Jurassic Park. No, it was it was a live action like dinosaur movie where they could, I believe they could speak. Uh, like an animated one? No, you're thinking about the Land Before Time. That's what I'm thinking about. Those there's, leaves. There's one called Dinosaur or something. I think it was made by Pixar. Interesting. But I've never heard of that. I think I'm a velociraptor. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> Velociraptors are sweet. Yeah, because they run in packs. They're almost like some dogs in a way. Some dogs, some yeah. wolves. They're 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 running in packs. Um and yeah, they're pretty they're pretty badass. <laughs> Sorry, I just I, I I just kinda got interested by dinosaurs there for a second. No, we're all good. We're all good. Um now that I'm actually thinking about like more of the can design, I'm, I'm looking at here at the Toppling Goliath, and I wonder if um, I wonder if Toppling Goliath kind of goes for like kind of mythical creatures, mythical beings, kind of when they do their th- when they when they do their their beer designs or when they go because you got Sosis, which was uh, a Greek mythological character who was a mosaic artist. I want to say. And then the last one I just saw on Tavor was. Something I think mythological too. Really, I kind of like that though. Let me see. I mean, you're you're an artsy guy. I mean, for you, if if you ever got the chance to design some cans, would you want to like what what would you want to like? Like, do you have a theme in mind that you'd want to stick with? Is there something that's like like interests you when it comes to can design? Would it be each one individualized? Want to pick your brain a little bit on that? It, see, because I I think. For our, like when it comes to core beers, yeah. so whatever your like seven to ten core beers are that you're always going to have on tap, you know, might rotate due to seasonal stuff. But yeah. whatever your core beers are, I feel like they have to have the same 
theme like to them. Theme or kind of like what their the names. Like yeah. a lot of people, their core beers all are tied into the same name style in a way or something. Yeah. So kind of your can design. I feel like I personally would like to have those core beers all themed together. Okay. And then for some experimental ones, some um, seasonal, seasonal, some other ones you're trying out, try on tap. Um, those are the ones where you can kind of experiment with the art. Okay. I like just that. venture out because you don't know if it's going to stick or, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's kind of how I think about it, but, or maybe all your cans have to be the same style. It honestly, you can really go with whatever you want to be honest, but I feel like to really get that niche of people or those that following, yeah, it's always nice to be like, oh, you see that can, and you can kind of tie it back to, yeah, what that brewery is. Because I have to say, uh, a series of, of beers that I really like, and I really like the theme and the can design of them, is from uh, New Belgium, the Voodoo Rangers. You've seen those, right? I definitely have. Yeah, so they have like the Voodoo Ranger, like Imperial. They have the Voodoo Ranger Hazy, American Haze, and all that, and they they're yeah. all. Like I think I think that's really cool for a series. It's a really big series for them. You can literally get them anywhere. And then for them to then have another totally different beer in fat tire, which mm-hmm. is just a totally different aesthetic, which is t- it's just like you would never connect the two. I, yeah. I bet some people might not even know they're from from the same yeah. brewing company. And then you have Blue Moon, mm-hmm. which is another totally different aesthetic, different almost a different um demographic you're marketing to and a different demographic that you're that you're that you're almost trying to like aesthetically please when mm-hmm. and it, it comes it brings like different ideas compared to a voodoo ranger yeah I which think, i which i think since they're one of those big bigger name like yeah breweries that those are like their big name ones like blue moon um fat tire on that 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 tiptoe line that we were talking about yeah and then Voodoo Ranger was probably a way to hop back into the craft community. More of a craft community. Yeah, I like that actually because that's a bit more, that can design's a bit more out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's because almost the designs of a Fat Tire and a Blue Moon, fantastic beers, and they're also more, they're also more inviting to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at it, yeah. you know, when you look at Voodoo Ranger and you see like the, you know, the Voodoo soldiers and stuff like that on there, like, it's almost like a little bit like, whoa, like, what is that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But. Which uh, is how you can kind of notice different craft beers by their can art. Yeah. Compared to bigger name beers and stuff like Blue Moon, Fat Tire, um, and all those ones, they're all just a simple like name and yeah. something else on them. And now we have a, we have a rather large collection of, of cans mm-hmm. that we've, I, that we've, uh, the Dallas has kept safe. I've literally saved every can that we have either tasted for this podcast or we have tasted from no And I think those are the, the, and yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, I guess I might put you a little bit on the spot here. But do you have a, a brewery or a specific maybe can design that's like really stuck out to you that you really want to like almost maybe like a little inspiring, like emulate a little bit? For me personally, I love the lumber beard designs. Mm-hmm. That simple, like simple landscape like kind of blurred landscape yeah. geometric style. I really like kind of like the soft colors on there. I think it works perfectly in the craft 
community. I think it's really inviting. I think like you look at that and you're like, that looks like a, that looks like a nice beer. Yeah. And I definitely, I want to be different, obviously. Yeah. So there's not truly some, like I've told you my idea, I'm not going to speak about it right now, but I kind of have a cool idea that hopefully might fit to the atmosphere, um, in community that I'm hopping into. Yeah. Um, and just pulling those people more of the idea I want to do, which I think it's a, a really cool idea and interesting. I don't know if it's going to fully work, um, but it involves landscape in a way and has that type of feel. So, But what I want to do on top of that is more of a sketched, like cartoon, not cartoon fully, but I don't know, type of style too. I don't... Or like animated style. More of like a, a animated type style in a way. Okay. Um, I don't know, but not not great notions, but in that form of style. Okay. Where, you know, they have. I I like their. I guess for I really like their style. Yeah. The amount of beers they've made is like a, a lot. Yeah, and for them and to they continue. all have that style. Yeah. I don't know who, who, shout out to whoever the artist is. Honestly. Um, but uh, all their cans are that style. Yeah. There's no different. I th- Yeah, I think they do a great job. Which is a, really cool. They do a great job in staying unique. They stay with, like, their base colors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, another the real, the real P&W vibes. Yeah, yeah, they go, they go really well. With Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. they go really well with kind of like Portland the area, Portland area millennial kind of style. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think they do a great job with the demographic that they kind of go after. I think it creates like a really nice, almost like really good marketing on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Which is kind of what I was talking about, where you want to get into your niche, you want to get in your community that kind of like understands you in a way. Like, yeah, if you're in a community, um, you're going to want them to come to your brewery yeah you're gonna want them to have some type of personal connection and that's kind of what you have to do through that art in a way i don't want it to ever be something where it's just uh name of the beer and yeah abvs and style and government warning and yeah everything all the all the basic guidelines that you would just see on the ttb list i know a lot of uh, brewing companies kind of try to go for that simplistic style though yeah and i think i think if you pull it off right and you keep it like simple and you Mm -hmm. keep it kind of like modern in a way which there's a lot of them that are really really quality and you're still like oh these are really nice cans and enjoyable sometimes that draws me in a little bit more Mm -hmm. too because it's kind of like they don't it's not it's not like like crux in a way i was about to bring up crux it's like what they do is the feel yeah the feel of the labels that matte style and it's it's um you can go while I think of what it's called. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, and they use a they use a like for the labeling, like this the sticker that they put on around it has like a certain shape that really lines the outline what, of the kind. That's what I was trying to say. As an artist, as a person that cuts vinyl, die cut. There okay. we go. So that's called a die cut style. Like it's not just one strip. Yeah, they have a special like cutout that they have in all theirs. It's not like one that you could just keep printing out something like something has to go in and cut that so unique also crux is like probably my favorite brewery i've ever been to yeah such a sweet vibe there really nice outdoorsy in bend and 
Awesome. And they have that minimalistic, um, like minimalistic style to it, but still has a little like pop of some type of art on it. Yeah. And just like, it just like, you know, like mm-hmm. when you see that, like, I mean, for me, every time I see a, I oh, see yeah. a crux can, I'm like, I got to get that. Number one, I know it's going to be good. Number two, I'm like, it's like looking at it, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, are you ready for this uh, for this next really exciting little duo beer we got coming up here? Yeah, no, I I think I'm ready to transition. All right, um, um well, you can go grab them while I kind of finish this little part up. But no, uh, yeah, can art something that's super special and really enjoyable. Just being a graphic designer, you know, I'm really into can art. Um, gonna hopefully be making some here soon. Hopefully have some really fun ideas in my head. Hopefully I can go and put them down on paper. Um, but no, it's been, it's been fun. Um, and really excited to make some art, but no, we're going to try some really fun. Um, some really interesting, fun flavored craft beer right now. Um, so big shout out to toppling Goliath. Out of Iowa. Big shout out to Thick Boys. Big shout out to Thick Boys always. You know, they got our glass down. Um, that's what our two-minute reviews are, presented by Thick Boys Glass. Um, but no, love our little tasters. You know, they're the perfect amount for every every little share we do on each can. But what we're doing now, um, I won't explain it too far because Johan's going to explain these guys, um, guys and gals, but you know what I meant. Um, but no, these are going to be two cans that mix together um and that's all i'm gonna give you and johan's gonna bring it up next and give you guys a little background so here we are now with these really cool beers that honestly i've, I've never seen in craft brew before this is a collaboration but it is a collaboration in the sense that it is two different beers that can be enjoyed by themselves or mixed together. So this is a collaboration by 903 Brewers out of Sherman, Texas, and uh, Wiley Roots Brewing Company in Greeley, Colorado. So the uh, the first beer from uh, 903 Brewers is uh, it is a smoothie-style, unpasteurized pastry sour ale with cranberry, lemon, and vanilla. And it says, this beer was designed to enjoy it alone or combined with Wiley Roots Cannonball Run. So this is called the Cannonball Duo. And uh, the other one is by Wiley Roots. And this is a smoothie-style unpasteurized fruited sour with pureed pineapple, orange, and cinnamon. So together, they're supposed to be a fruited sour ale blend with pureed pineapple, orange, cinnamon, cranberry, lemon, and vanilla. So some very unique flavors that are mixed together. And honestly, I've never seen, I've never heard of anything like this. I'm super excited to be getting into more sours and sours in a way that combine so well and that are meant to be combined is something I'm honestly pretty fired up about to tell you the truth. These were a very interesting pour. Were they? Describe how the pour kind of was then. 
they're they seem like I don't know. There's I just spilled a little bit, so they're definitely fruity because I'm sticky. Okay. <laughs> My hands are sticky. Yeah, so we're, what we're kind of thinking about, so we're going to try them together first, and then kind of depending how it goes, we are thinking about uh, trying them individually after that. But I am super pumped. This is, I think, from our original Tavor haul. So it's kind of been a while in the making now. So uh, we wanted to try to get these done now because we didn't want it to sit too long just because they had uh, they had purees and fruits in them. Obviously, we've kept them cold for a very long time. And, you know, they're definitely still good. But, yeah, let's dive into this, Dal. So it has a really pretty pink. My hands are so sticky. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all good. But they, have like a, they, they have like a pink, like passion fruit kind of color to them mixed together. Not, not much aroma. That was kind of, hmm. Do you get anything? I'm not getting a whole lot of aroma either, actually. Hold on. Let me smell these canned individually. Okay. By themselves, I got to get aroma on. Ooh, that one smelled. Is that the... I don't know. But anyways, not big aroma out of the can like I thought. I hope that's not because they've been sitting for a minute. But let's give them a try. Oh, now I'm actually... After a second sm- sniff, I'm getting some cinnamon coming out. Oh, man. Oh, 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 man. Oh, wow. That is, like, perfect. Wow. <laughs> oh, whoa. Dang. If you can get your hand on this. Wow. Or hands. It's two cans. I'm sorry. I am sorry this took us so long to get to. Holy moly. I, I got a little chills there just because I'm like hyped up about this. You take a, you take a picture. Yeah, let me. Uh, I mean, I don't even really know like how to describe this. This is such a. This is such a. <laughs> it's just a, a complex flavor. I'm trying to figure out what I'm tasting. Because number one, this is just so many flavors combined into one. From the aroma, I got a little bit of cinnamon. That was the thing that I mostly got out of this. Yeah, because one of them has a, a cinnamon mix. One of them's like a... The Wiley Roots has yeah. cinnamon in it, I think. But, mm, man, that... Hold up. Sorry, I'm taking some photos, but... Man, this is good. And for them to be sours... It's really not that sour. But I think once we try these individually, which will be a good another little part to add in. Yeah. Um, the the one that has the cinnamon. Uh, so one of them has like a cinnamon orange. Okay. Pineapple. Yeah. One of them looks like cinnamon orange. The other one's vanilla something. something. Does it say on the. Uh, what was the other one? Um, Is that 903 or Wiley? This one is the... Wiley? This one's the Wiley. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, Wiley's is with pureed pineapple, orange, and cinnamon. I get some pineapple. Hmm. I just... I think they must mer- mix perfect where it's... One, I, I, one of them's giving me a sour aftertaste. But 
like all as a whole, like there's a little sour aftertaste, but it's like perfect where it's like definitely like fruity puree, like juicy, like, um, it's just good. <laughs> that, that is, I hate to say it like crushable when I say it is good. Yeah. Like meaning that I could drink a lot of them where it's perfect because it's not super filling. It's not overpowering in flavor. It's not heavy, blah, blah, blah. It's good. When I say crushable, it's like I'm going to sit down and drink a lot of these just because it's so enjoyable in the perfect way possible. Absolutely. No, this is, for me, this comes across as a bit of a shandy. So like you, uh, for those that don't know what a shandy is, it's it's when you mix, uh, it's when you mix two types of, um, uh, it's usually like a, a cider and and another kind of beer or a fruited um, a fruited ale or a, a sour of some sort and another kind of beer. But for for me that these are two sours mixed together, that is it almost cancels out some of the flavors though. But it's still so good. Like it wants you, it leaves you wanting more after yeah. every sip. Yeah, it's delicious. And it's like it's like perfect carbonation, like crispiness to it. Yeah. But it's just smooth. It's very. It's not overly carbonated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I couldn't really find the uh, ABV. Yeah, what was, what was the ABVs on these? I can look them up otherwise, real quick. I don't see. I think they were around a five point four, if I'm not mistaken. But let me let me take a double. Let me take a a quick uh, look, real quick. Six point five. Yeah, because I can't see. Yeah, so it's six point five ABVs. Uh, so they also really cool on untapped. They have like their own separate, um, beers and then they have a combined beer. It says on this can connect to connect to 903 brewery label, connect to Wiley root brewery label. Hmm. Oh, it's two cars lined up at a race, uh, a start line. Oh, you put the cans together too. Yeah. Oh, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. I, they, I love how it's like a it. yeah. It's like a one's a Hummer truck. Type I was about thing? to say it looked like a Hummer, and one's like a Mustang Corvette. Yeah, I don't know my cars too well, but I think I think that's what those are. But that is cool. It's two two of them at like a a, a start line for a race. Very cool, and and uh, man, this is really nice. Yeah, I can't, it's all, it's almost sweeter than sour, though. I will say. Mm-hmm. And that probably comes along with the pineapple and and the the vanilla coming through a little bit more, maybe. Mm-hmm. But from the from the flavors that they listed, there wasn't a whole lot of sour that could come out of it. Obviously, exotic fruits sometimes you can get some sourness coming out of that. But for yeah. the most part, I felt like it was mostly like it was mostly sweetness coming out of this. The, the main thing that's probably really pulling the sour is the pineapple. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing that's holding its way through. Yeah. I think a pureed pineapple in there, um, I think sticks around for a lot. Almost, I want to say you can almost, I might be wrong here, but I feel like there might be a little bit of sediment there at the bottom. Dallas has the clear glass, so he might be able to tell a little bit better. But that's almost like what I'm seeing a little bit. Um, I don't think I see any. Sometimes that fume glass kind of, Kinds of pull off a look that yeah maybe that's just what it is because I don't know if I see I might see it a little bit but I don't know um, 
maybe. You know what? This is a beer that gets people into the craft beer community. Especially on the side of like what I was talking about earlier, Paige would like this. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, this is like a, it's not a seltzer, but you know, this is almost more like a, it's like, in like the, on the closer pushing to the cider side. Yeah. It's, I think it's getting there because yeah. you kind of have like a little bit of tartness to it mm -hmm. and yeah, it just, it just combines so many great flavors so amazingly. I mean, this is the kind of the beauty with collaborations as well, you know? Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about 903 Brewers. I don't know a whole lot about Wiley Roots Brewing Company. Um, but, I mean, oh, I bet. two different very geographical points in the United States, whether it comes with um, the environment that they're in, the ability to grow, and the ability to produce in certain ways. Like, the combination of the two is, like, you would have never guessed it. And also, I would have never guessed if you put this in front of me that this would have been a combination of two beers yeah. just because they mix so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. But I just washed out my mouth. I'm going to try to just try it can by itself. Okay, go ahead. I'm going for the Nino Wiley Roots one first. I'll pass it over to you next. Mm. Oh, man. Wow. Hold up. Here we pass this. I I really like it by itself as well. <laughs> Aroma is really strong as cinnamon from the Wiley Roots. That, I really like cinnamon, too. That is good. That is good. That is really good. Yeah. <laughs> the cinnamon comes through really nicely. Really nicely. Oops. Yeah, so this is the pineapple, orange, and cinnamon. I'm really getting the cinnamon at first and then coming through a little bit with the orange, but really just carries through with the pineapple. Yeah. Wow, that is such an interesting tasting beer. Now I'm going to try the 903 one. Okay, and that's the one that... That's, one, that's the one that pulls more of the sourness. Definitely not not truly sourness, but it has that. It's still really good, but it's kind of mild. I think that's what milds out the whole combination. Yeah, I definitely think the nine oh three brings in a lot more of the sourness. Yeah, but definitely it's what milds it out in a way. But even though the Wiley Root one with the pineapples and cinnamons not too over the top either so it's not much modeling now to do but i definitely see that that's where um the 903 one's the one that like mellows it down in a way yeah no i think they're both still really good by themselves but if i cracked that open and it was a blind taste test didn't know what i was drinking i'm not really gonna say that's a beer like not like it's like a weird flavor profile where it's like really like satisfying and it can just be almost categorized as category geez categorized as something else. Cause I think like I don't know, when you think about pouring two beers together, you think you're just gonna make some weird concoction. Obviously these were made to be 
put together in a way. But mm. honestly, I just want these to be just in a can. Yeah. It, mixed, pre-mixed. Yeah. Because I think it just has such a unique, like, beautiful flavor. It has a beautiful color to it. Really summery. Does it say a date at all on? Like, Because I'm wondering how long, like, if there's a possibility that these are going to get canned together. Um, let me check. I don't think I was able to find a date because some it. sometimes it says it, but not too much. Uh, no, I don't think I've been able to. I don't think I've seen a date on it. Yeah, but it's probably something we'd have to look up. But really, just phenomenal. Really like both color. Both of the both of them too have different colors to them, and they combine almost to like a cotton candy, like a like a cotton candy sunset kind of color on it. I'm gonna finish these. Uh, my the one in my. The mix here in a second this way that way i can pour them and kind of see what they look like because i know pouring one of them it was super clear okay like almost like a fruit juice look okay so this is probably the longest we've stayed on talking about a beer and not gone on a tangent oh yeah because honestly i don't i don't really want to talk about anything else because no. this really just blows my mind locked in hazy sessions locked in we're locked in. Okay, but before we move on then, we can rate each one individually then if you'd like. Yeah. How Next. do you want to do you want to do combination first and then Let's go combo first cuz that's what or do we want to Well, let's do it when they're fresh in our minds. So let's do combo first. Okay. I mean, this is I already know I, what I want to give. I haven't had a lot of fruited sours. Yeah. Or in my in my heyday here. But this for me you can go ahead and say yours first if you want. I'm I'm 100% completely stuck on a five. You're saying a five. Wow, back-to-back -back fives. Yeah. Back-to-back -back episodes with a five in them. And it plays into the whole concept, too. But now, even having them single, like by themselves, those cans, I'm going to come with the rating next after Johan's official with it, but... Hey, I was going to give it a high... I was going to give it a high score, a five for me. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's up there. I'm, I'm going to give this a four or five. Okay. I mean, this is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's, it's enjoyable. I think this is a, man, I wish this was like produced and like <laughs> distributed. Cause man, I would love for people to try this and be like, holy hell. Like this is, I want to try more of this kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of, I'm really getting into, becoming a big fan of the fruited sour so that's why i'm yeah it's so that's why i pushed that five and the whole concept and i it's not like i hate giving out fives but it's weird to give two fives back back to back episodes well i mean that that uh the yeah. modest we had the collaboration they had and yeah. the um uh what was the uh breathing conversations the breathing conversations i mean beautiful cam beautiful yeah. beer i mean just everything behind it too that, that almost was pushing a five for me and i yeah. haven't given out a five before I mean, that was, but like, this is, this just gives people like a view into the beauty of craft brew mm -hmm. for me. These collabs are really doing their thing. These collabs are killing it, man. They're not just putting their names on a can. They're, they're, they're putting, they're putting their heart and soul into this. Yeah. Fantastic. The amount of work put in between these two breweries as well. And honestly, before doing this, I haven't, I didn't hear about any of these breweries. And now I'm so excited. I think I maybe heard of Wiley Roots just through Thick Boy's Glass. They made a glass together and did some stuff. So I've seen a 
couple of that stuff. Okay. Other than that. I mean, 903 uh, Brewers, for sure, I have not heard of. Yeah, no, I, I definitely haven't before. And that was, man, shout out to those guys. Yeah. Those guys and gals. They're killing it. Awesome. I Highest of kudos. And I'm, I'm really excited to try these out individually. We're still drinking responsibly. We're just going to pour like a little bit of the of the single one so we don't go too over. But this is a... Yeah, because we already gave them a little try, but now we're going to give them... Uh, we're doing the Wiley Roots one. But anyway. All right, so now we're trying out the Wiley Roots one. Yep. Uh, this is just a bit of a recap then. This is a smoothie style and paste unpasteurized fruited sour with pureed pineapple, orange, and cinnamon. This is the one where, where you really get a strong sense of cinnamon coming out of it. And I feel like the pineapple, I feel like the pineapple really went, <laughs> really went through. I wish you guys could see Dallas's, Dallas's uh, first reactions to this. That is, excuse my language, fucking good. I had to bloop that out for the viewers at home, but wow. <laughs> The cinnamon is just such a unique flavor. Like, I got to know if they use powdered cinnamon, if they use cinnamon sticks. Like, There's st- cinnamon sticks on the can. There's cinnamon sticks on the can, yeah. But, yeah, man, that is good stuff. Super interesting. I'm so, ex- I'm so pumped that we got to try this. I'm so pumped that we saw this on Tavor and swiped it up. Yeah. By the way, we're probably two weeks clean off of Tavor now. We no, we I think be, we're I might I think we're almost on three. We might be three weeks now. We're pretty clean. We're, but we had to do it. It was uh we needed help there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And it helped it helped us like make sure it wasn't we just see a name and we kind of just do it in. Now we, we we think about it a little bit more. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I mean we need to we need to be able to do all these and we started we started talking like we want these to be fresh we don't want these to be you know we don't want these to be sitting around in our uh in the in the fridge for too long either i mean then they're just going to lose their fresh especially with a fruited sour i was a little worried that these would maybe lose their maybe lose their taste um i'm hoping they didn't yeah i They've wonder been what in they there were for initially. What, a month maybe a month yeah pushing it yeah so our bad on that Sorry. Can but I see that can real quick, actually? Yeah. But this alone, I think I still like the combo more than this alone. And I can see that, but I think I, I'm going to try the other one, but I think I really like this one as an individual over the other one, though. You just gave the combo a five, Dallas. I know what I'm I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> the combo is really good. Yeah. But the this this individual one is really good as well. You think the individual one is better? They're very close. Uh, the combo's better. I thought the combo I don't know was what better. I was saying there exactly. I don't know where I was going. I was kind of off track. But I'm just I just really like this flavor like it's not my favorite. I preferred the combo. I think the cinnamon is a really unique flavor to it. Yeah. I think it's still really good. But I think I think it kind of needed to be evened out a little bit with the 903. Which is probably what they were thinking. Yeah, exactly. They had like some complimenting and then some ones that would kind of get evened out a little bit. But, I mean, on its own, it's still fantastic. It's still super interesting. And I'm still so excited that we got to try this out. Um 
but yeah, I mean, if we want to go, if we want to go initial rating, like off the bat like that, I think I'll probably give this, I'll probably give this one a four. Okay. I think I'll stick with a four. We're, we're on, we're on our highest different scales. Really? That we have been on. I'm like a four, four, five, four, okay. seven pushing it. Okay. Just because I, I really like this one. I thought, I mean, I still think it's really good. I still think yeah. it's really solid. I mean, I'd but love But you're saying in com- <clears throat> terms compared to the combo, too. Yeah, I mean, kind of. And then still on of just taste by itself. I mean, I just think, I think the combo really hit it out of the, really hit it out of the park. I think it was just a really unique tasting brew, really, to tell you the truth. And I just think, I just think, I think the cinnamon, it just kind of has a different, a different kind of lingering taste. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It's not just a quick one that that starts. It stays with you throughout the entire time. And I grew up eating a lot of things with cinnamon in it, so I, I really love cinnamon. But this just almost had like a, a bitter cinnamon. Still really good. And I think the pineapple and the orange um, pushed it through still pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sticking with my four. So these are. We're going to have some hard rankings, how we're going to establish overall rankings for some things. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have, I mean, you guys just got a video with four rankings. <laughs> so. But, no, this is, this is some really good stuff. They've, they do, they have done a really good job. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I had a, oh, man, really good. I'm excited to try out the. The nine th- we're also not filling up the tasters like all the way to the top either. We're just doing like little samples here on this just because we're really at first we were just gonna do the combo, but we just wanted to try, try out like a little sip of the of the uh of both of the cans individually as well. But yeah, so far I'm sticking with a combo to be on top. And you had a four five, four seven five? What do you what are you going with? I'll go with a four five. Four five? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then here's, I'm going to pour up some 903, just individual. Yeah, that's what I was saying, that pour, they were both definitely different. This one has that more smoothie to it. All right. All right, right off the bat, just looking at how this looks. You guys know when you drink a smoothie and it kind of like leaves like sediment, kind of like leaves some trail on the glass. That's what this is doing right here. And when it's like it had melted a little bit, when you you make a really runny smoothie. Yeah, I mean you see. So what's what's this style? Well, I, actually, I can look it up because yeah, this is nine oh three. This is a nine oh three one. I don't know exactly what you said for this. Oh wow. So this is 903. So this is with uh, is a pastry sour ale with cranberry, lemon, and vanilla. And this is really more of like a... So they called the other one a smoothie? No, this one was a pastry sour ale, and the other one was a fruited sour. Okay. So. That is, drink it. It's way different than drinking it out of the can. I mean, that's a smoothie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I love this podcast. That's, you can almost chew that. That's like drinking a smoothie. 
There's like chunk. It's like sediment. it has that it has that pure puree to it, like the actual like, yeah. Like, not to say that they use syrup, but it has like when you drink out of a like a fruit can in a way. Yeah, it kind of has that. Oh man, this is so cool. This is my first like smoothie smoothie. Yeah, this is like way. I'm excited to tell you. We actually, um, I guess give you guys a. Oh. Yeah. So. What I was going to say is, um, I'm not going to describe it too much, um, but we have, um, just because we said, we said like we hadn't heard of it before, but we have, um, our two minute review before this one is on strictly 903, um, a slushy, a slushy craft beer. It's literally called the slushy series. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I, I would say it's almost the same. Same consistency. Yeah, but a little different. But that's what our two-minute review is. We're not going to describe it too much. Um, but that's our two-minute review is going to be on another 903 beer. Uh, well, let's let's kind of stick with this beer then. Um, mm-hmm. What flavors are you getting? I'm getting from, I'm for sure, I'm not getting a whole lot of vanilla. Mm-mm. I'm getting lim- I'm getting the lemon and maybe a little bit of the cranberry. Cranberry is what's at the very end. Yeah. It, it definitely has that, like, cranberry, like, it has that cranberry mouthfeel. Yeah. That you have. It's not overly it's not overly fruity. And I'm not the biggest fan of cranberry. So that's why I, I like this one because it's a perfect mix of cranberry and then lemon. And I think we don't taste the vanilla fully, but the vanilla is what's making this mild. Yeah, I think that's what maybe brings it down a notch. Because mm-hmm. I'm really not getting mm, I guess maybe the smoothness of the vanilla is kind of coming through. But Overall, I mean, this is... I really like this one, too. I think I like this one more than the Wiley Roots, to tell you the truth. Really, just the mouthfeel of it being a smoothie, I think, is really original, really unique. And so we tried it out of the can, and it did not... It did not... It's crazy that... Shout out Thick Boy's Glass. Yeah. Because it's crazy that glass changed the flavor, like, profile and texture, how you drink it. But it also allows the aroma to come out better, too. Yeah, because when I drank it out of the can, I did not get these same... No. These same vibes. No, this is this is amazing. This and is really I, I really like I really like this. And this is I this is a four seven five. Yeah, this is uh this is a four or five for me. Mm-hmm. This is up there with the combo. Dallas is on his high ranking. Dallas is on his high horse right now. Yeah. But I mean some fantastic beers today. Some a lot of different styles too. And Honestly, I am so happy to be here today on this lovely Friday night trying trying out some really unique and cool beers with my buddy Dallas. This right. is this is a this is a, this is how you spend your Friday night. And I'm happy too, you know, we're you're going to get two podcasts in a row. We kind of took two-ish weeks off. Yeah. Just got busy trying to figure out the schedule for this podcast. Yeah, we we're both getting, had a lot our of Our schedules going are on. getting all over the place right now. Um but no, so we we took two weeks off, probably pop these two weeks out and hopefully knock out a couple more anyways. But yeah. Won't, we'll talk about that down the road when we know a better plan. But, um, yeah, happy this podcast is doing what it's doing. You know, it is – I'm just happy to be here, like Johan said, sharing these beers, doing really what we wanted this podcast to do. Mm-hmm. Try some different craft beer styles, really push the envelope and experience some – 
flavors we haven't had before. Yeah. And I can easily say every beer that we have tried on this podcast has been completely different than the one before and the one after. Yeah, and that's that's something that we said from the beginning, too. We're really not trying to stick with just strictly IPAs. Which is, in the second episode, kind of what we did, and then we revamped it. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think the second episode was a bit different just because it was Iowa. We wanted to stay true to to our dear friend Dallas's home state, and we were just really lucky. We had two fantastic IPAs on deck. And we, we weren't truly thinking about how if we tried two different, very different style beers that it would make a different dynamic in the podcast. And I kind of like how we're really switching it up. Two different, two different palette sets, yeah. really. So it was really great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just the variety of flavors and the varieties of different ingredients that we've tried has just been, it's been so cool. And uh, really looking forward to more, more of the different. More of the different. Yeah. Yeah. Hazy Sessions. Expect difference. Expect the difference. Yeah. And, you know, last podcast, you know, we went, we went kind of cutting deep a little bit in, in some, um, in some social issues. And I know we said that, and I know I brought it up last podcast too, that it was something that we said in the first podcast we won't really get into, but you know, I, I think it's, I think it's relevant in the craft beer and the craft beer community. And I think it's something that people should be uh, aware of. And it's something that we want to try to push within the community as mm -hmm. well. And, um, some convert, Convers like it's conversations need to be have so it's yeah. it's always nice to have those hints of you know what's happening in the world reality yeah real reality outside of beer and you know it's going to happen every so often you know it's been popping in here and there um but you know just just happy to have a place to talk and a platform to say some of those things sometimes when we can step outside of craft beer but you'll see us flip you know back and forth just really what's happening what's on our mind and we just really go with the flow and have fun with this because that's really what this is. You know, it's a good time with two great people on a great podcast. Always on a phenomenal night, just doing some fun things, enjoying some great beers, experiencing some new flavors. Some great music, Hazy Sessions podcast, if you haven't listened to it. Or Hazy sorry, Hazy Sessions playlist. If you haven't listened to it, make sure to listen to it. Good vibes. Vibe. Squiggly, squiggly vibe. It's good stuff. A hazy session podcast. So shout out. Here comes our shout out spiel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, shout out um, Hazy Sessions podcast. Tune in on Spotify. It's in our link tree. Um, shout out our link tree Absolutely. that we finally made. That just takes you to anchored, anchored platform that hosts a podcast, Spotify episodes, music. And I need to throw the untapped on there. Yep. So. Shout out all that. Follow us on Untapped. Well, friend, you're right back. We love having friends on there. Yeah, uh, we need to log in because I think we have. I think I got an email for a couple. But anyways, shout out. That brings me to shout out to all the people that have been tuning in. Always happy uh, to see some faces, see some comments, see some just experiences in the community. A hundred followers, man. Hundred followers. We're there. Century. <laughs> That's a century mark. <laughs> but we're looking forward to growing with you guys. We're looking forward to you guys sticking around, regardless of where uh, Dallas and I end up in these coming months. This is something we definitely want to keep going, and it's something we're going to, something we really enjoy. Something that both makes us really happy. The community makes us happy. Beer makes us happy. So, you know, keep forward, stick, uh, stick around, and 
let's get some let's get some more beers and some some great vibes and some great conversations. Just having fun with it. And my final shout outs go to uh, the phenomenal beers we had, Toppling Goliath, and then nine oh three brewing out of Sherman, Texas. Sherman, Texas, and Wiley Roots out of Greeley, Colorado. Oh, and that brings me a shout out to Cassidy Woods, who is in Northern Colorado. Which is in Greeley. Oh, it is in so Greeley. He's right over here. Shout so. out Cass. Um, but no. And then finally, to the beautiful, wonderful glasses that make this podcast possible <laughs> to experience this. Take nice photos. Thick boys glass. Shout out the boys. Shout out the boys. So thank you for tuning in. It's been a, another great episode. I'm happy to everyone following this, experiencing this, experiencing this, and just, you know, hanging with the vibe and tuning in. Uh, much love, and it's a peace out from Dallas. What do you got, Johan? Hey, it's a peace out from Johan. Keep listening. We're here for you guys. Have a great night, great day, whenever you're listening. Peace out and cheers. Cheers, glass tinging. I think that's the sound, and yeah, boom. Much love. Boom, and we're out. Later. Bye.